0: We're happy this morning to have Simran Khanna. She is uh, 11 years old. She's been in orbit now for three years. And she's gonna come and sing for us this morning. This is her first time with us. She's a fifth grader at Holy Innocent School. Her parents, Ro Khanna, and her mother, uh, Svati, Svandi, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Uh, Ready is also with here with us and they're sitting on the front row up here And so I hope that you will meet them after our service this morning So are you ready to sing for us this morning? She has a beautiful voice and you're going to enjoy this. Thank you
1: snow of wind
0: my goodness. Simon that was perfect. Thank you so very, very much. Who's your voice teacher for Orbit? Miss Allison. I bet Miss Allison's proud. Um, I will tell Miss Allison. I will let her know. A late-breaking theological bulletin given to me by Kay Hall this morning. A first-grade boy came home from Sunday school. His mother asked, what did you learn today? The boy told his mom, I learned the name of God. Really, said his mother, what's God's name? The boy answered, His name is Howard, because we prayed, O Father which art in heaven, Howard be thy name. <laughs> I've been studying this all week and I had no idea. <laughs> Today we continue in our study of the Lord's Prayer, uh, found in Matthew 6 and in Luke 11. In the past two weeks, we've looked at two great thoughts. The week one, our Father. We showed some pictures of Planets and the universe and us being a blip of billions on the planet Earth, which is a blip in the universe. God who created all that says, call him Father. That was the great thought two weeks ago, last week in heaven. And it struck me as Jesus is teaching people to pray our Father in heaven. Yes, God is there, but Jesus left there for us. Because of love for you and because of love for me. Today, hallowed be your name. Maybe you've been raised in church and you've stumbled through the Lord's Prayer a thousand times. And you've said, hallowed be thy name many, many times. And you just really don't know what it means. Well, you will today. Hopefully. What's it mean to hallow? Let me tell you what it means, it comes from the original language, really means to make holy, to make holy, that's what hallowed means, it's to regard God as holy. In our praying and in our living, we're to treat God in great terms of reverence, which seems to be lost in our society today. Before we continue, let us pray. Lord, as Simran sang this morning, I realized we were on holy ground. As we get to come into your house, we should realize that we have an encounter with a holy God. But we should be aware of that wherever we are. Because you're ever-present. And you're ever-holy. Father, help us to live our lives in light of that knowledge. To thank you and give you the great respect that you deserve. And to live our lives accordingly as we hallow your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're gonna look at some biblical stories about people not hallowing the name of God, and then we'll look at some that did hallow his name. And as I thought about hallowing the name of God, there are really two basic reasons to do it. One is fear. Think about it fear is a motivating factor. I fear God, it's a healthy respect. But to me, it's not the greatest reason I hallow God. And the greatest reason I hallow God is love. I think love is the greatest motivator. Out of gratitude for all he has done for me, out of thanks for all he has protected me from, out of amazement of what he has not done to me, I want to treat God as holy. So a few stories about people not hallowing the name of God. We begin in numbers, and this is an interesting one. In chapter 20, beginning at verse 1, it says this. In the first month of the year, the whole community of Israel arrived in the wilderness of sin. They camped at Kadesh. While they were there, Miriam died, Moses' sister, and she was buried. There was no water for the people to drink at that place, so they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. It's interesting in the history of their wandering. This is close to year 40. God has taken care of them and given them water for 38, 39 years and they're still complaining. The people blamed Moses. Said, if only we had died in the Lord's presence with our brothers. They're still saying this after 38 years. Why have you brought us to the congregation of the Lord's people into the wilderness to die along with our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt and bring us here to this terrible place? This land has no grain, no figs, no grapes, no pomegranates, no water to drink. So Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle where they fell face down on the ground. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, you and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community as the people watch speak to the rock over there and it'll pour out its water. Speak to the rock over there and it'll pour out its water. You'll provide enough water for the rock to satisfy the whole community and the livestock. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. He and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hands and he struck the rock twice with the staff and water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. Do you notice a difference in what God told Moses to do and what Moses actually did? You see a difference here? What'd God say to do? Speak to it. What'd Moses do? He beat it with a stick. Now there's a difference between the two. And it seems too that Moses takes a little bit of credit here himself when he said to the people, must we bring you water from this rock? Is what he said to the people maybe taking a little of God's glory towards himself. Here's a perfect example of not hallowing God, of not making what he says holy by doing the opposite. And sadly, and you're thinking, what's the big deal? Let me show you the consequences for Moses in this instance. Verse 12, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, You'll not lead them into the land I'm giving them. That moment disqualified Moses from entering the promised land. And if that's scary, what chance do we have? Well, thank God we have an advocate in Jesus who's taking care of us. Our earlier definition of hallowed be your name is perfectly illustrated in God's statement to Moses. Because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to hallow is to make holy and Moses failed to do that here this one right here remember the fall of Satan described in Isaiah 14 remember that let me read it how you are fallen from heaven O shining star son of the morning You have been thrown down to the earth. You have destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb the highest heavens and I will be like the most high. And there were consequences for him not hallowing God's name, not treating God as holy, putting himself above God And our world suffers today because of that decision. One more illustration. Acts chapter 5. You remember this couple, Ananias and Sapphira? There was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. So let me give you the story. He sold some land, and he brings part of the sale And he tells everybody, this is all I've got. I'm giving everything. It's really not what he did. He could have said, I'm bringing you half. But he made a big spectacle of it. I'm giving everything. Look how good I am. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit. You've kept some money of this for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished. After selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. So there's the problem. Verse 5, as soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. And everyone who heard about it was terrified. I guess so, don't you? I'd be confessing sins I did not commit after an incident like that. Some young men got up. Wrapped him in a sheet, took him out, and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. She'd been at the mall. (laughs) What, I guess. Peter asked her, what's the the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied, was was this the price? He asked, yes, that was the price. Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door. They'll carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor, and she died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. They didn't hallow the name of God. They used their faith to try to get advantage and respect, and it's opposite of what they should have done. When you look at the next verse, I bet those that watched this event were very careful. Verse 11 of Acts 5 Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. I guess so, don't you? Boy, you'd be careful everything you said after that moment, after what happened to them. So to hallow God's name, what does it mean? We've seen what it doesn't mean. It's to hold him in such reverence that you will believe what he says and obey what he says. That's what it is. It reminds me of The third commandment, hallowed be thy name, reminds me of commandment number three found in Exodus chapter 20 verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. A modern translation puts it this way, and I love it this way. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. So this is more about what comes out of our mouth in saying the name of God One way to misuse God's name is is to not take God seriously. Moses didn't. Lucifer didn't. Ananias and Sapphira didn't. This commandment, and hallowed be the name, should be like the third commandment, like a sign that we see at power stations, danger, high voltage, be careful what you touch, be careful what you go near, be careful what you do. It's how we should be careful with the name of God if we put the third commandment to the positive it would say something like this hallowed be the name of God hallowed be the name of God now let's look at positive examples I love this one from Revelation 22 John the revelator is writing what he is seeing in a great vision and here he's writing about heaven and he's overcome with emotion He says, then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit, a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything. For the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there and his servants will worship him They'll see his face, his name will be written on their foreheads. There'll be no night there, no need of lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them and they'll reign forever and ever. Then the angel said to me, Everything you've heard and seen is trustworthy and true. The Lord God who inspires his prophets has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. Look, I am coming soon, verse 7. Blessed are those who obey the words of the prophecy written in the book. In verse 8, John says, I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. Think about what's going on here. John doesn't know what to do. He's been given a glimpse of heaven. He's standing in front of an angel, and he decides to hit the ground in front of this angel to worship him now think that this angel if they're timeless and they have to be was there when isaiah said what happened to lucifer and his group this angel sees lucifer and his angels kicked out of heaven and now this angel is there in heaven and a man's bowing down to him you think it made the angel nervous it scared him to death look at this in verse 9 but he said no don't worship me I'm a servant of God just like you and your brothers the prophets as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. I love that example because this angel was hallowing the name of God. He was taking it seriously. Just the opposite of what Lucifer did. After John the Baptist, another illustration of the good. After John the Baptist baptized Jesus, People stopped following John and started following Jesus. And some of John's disciples were a little upset. Their crowd's getting smaller and they're seeing Jesus' crowd getting bigger and they're wondering what's going on. And in chapter 3, verse 26 of John, it says, they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who is with you across the Jordan to whom you testified, he's here baptizing and all are going to him. John said a few words and taught them for a moment, and then in verse 30, he said these words that are perfect. John said, he must increase, but I must decrease. That's the key, isn't it? He must increase, I must decrease. That's hallowing the name of God. That's making it holy. God must be first. I must get out of the way. His name is to be foremost, not mine we've started a little tradition on Sunday mornings I pray with the deacons in that little room around the corner out in the foyer this morning and uh, Frank was in the nursery and Mitch is is, uh, in Florida watching online hey Mitch hey Donna and um, Hal's had surgery and so it was just me and Harry this morning and Harry said the prayer and Harry said this he said God help us to get out of the way Isn't that good stuff? Help us to get out of the way. That's really Harry's way of saying we must decrease and he must increase. God has to be first. We have to get out of the way. 1 Corinthians 10.31 puts it this way. To hallow God's name. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Not about you, but about him. Matthew 5.16 says this. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. That's what we're supposed to do. As Simran sang just a few moments ago and did it so wonderfully, one of the thoughts I had is thank you God for creating someone that can do so very well at 11 years old. I'm a big fan of Simran and I want her to be on Broadway and knock people dead and do such a great job but I'm a bigger fan of the God who gave her her abilities. So as our lights shine, we need to give glory to God. Now, hallowed be the name comes after our father. Because it's a protection against something. Too much our father, too much Abba, too much daddy, turns into too much comfort. And if we start treating God like our little buddy, we're in trouble. We have to realize who we're talking to, and where God is, and where I am. So we can't drag God down, and that can be a big problem. People today talk to God in such low levels and terms that they don't really do justice to hallowed be his name. We need to remember who we are speaking to. Let's pray together father god hallowed be your name help us to do that with our lives help us to do that as we pray as we realize who we are speaking with father thank you for the life you have given us this week thank you for the things that we take for granted thank you for your word thank you for prayer thank you for beautiful music thank you for fellowship Thank you for blessing us in so very many ways. Thank you for safety in our travels, for the food that we have eaten, for the beauty that we've seen around us. If we miss something, forgive us and help us to be bragging on you because it all comes from you. So Father, help us to make you holy in our thoughts and in our actions as we give you the reverence and all you deserve. Help us to not get too comfortable, but Father, to have a healthy respect for you in our lives every moment. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. God bless you this week as you hallow the name of Jesus.